Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. It's the 24th of November, one month exactly from Christmas Eve. So um, today we're back on the Bible Reading Plan podcast with Luis Zavala. And Luis is uh, joining us to just reflect on scriptures. Uh, Luis and I are not exegetical scholars. We are not um, biblical experts. We simply love God and we want to know more about God through his scriptures and so we're just trying to come to the texts honestly and to come to scripture uh, with curiosity and a desire to see Jesus. So today we're going to read Psalm 80 verses 1 through 7, and then we're going to skip down to 17 through 19. But before we do, Luis, you introduced yourself and kind of your story about how you came to call Victory Point your church home. Uh, yesterday, you, you kind of told that story. How did you come to know Jesus as your savior? How did you how did you come to know Jesus? Well, when I first came for the first three or four years, maybe, I just pretty much came to to the church on Sunday. That was about it. Um, after a few years, my got my wife got really sick, uh, and that's when I um, I asked God if he uh, heal my wife. I will surrender now. I will follow him. And that's when everything changed. There was one night that my wife was in the hospital and um, I was home with the kids and it just seems like my whole world ended right there. And I didn't know if uh, she was going to be able to come back from the tiredness that she had. She was really sick and she was so that, if you heal my wife, I will follow you. And that's why it was So you, you said, if, God, if you heal my wife, I will follow you. And she was in the hospital. And what happened next? After that, um, a few weeks later, she got home. She started and eventually Giovanni born she was and he born and she still was a little bit sick but she keeps getting better and better and a year after that I got baptized in the church and after that I saw a Christian wow that's amazing story of God's healing um and uh, you cried out to him and it, you, you, during a really low time in your life. You cried out for God's help and he, he came through for you. Yes. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that story, Luis. So um, this psalm that we're going to read is talking about restoration um, and salvation. So that's kind of what I ask you is um, about your salvation story. What does it look like for to see God's restoration and God's salvation. So thank you for sharing that story. I'm going to read this passage 
And then I'd love to hear any of your thoughts and reflections about it. Give ear, O shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph like a flock, you who are enthroned upon the cherubim, shine forth before Ephraim and Benjamin and Manasseh. Stir up your might and come to save us. Restore us, O God. Let your face shine that we may be saved. O Lord God of hosts, how long will you be angry with your people's prayers? You have fed them with the bread of tears and given them tears to drink in full measure. You make us the scorn of our neighbors. Our enemies laugh among themselves. Restore us, O God of hosts. Let your face shine that we may be saved. Let your hand be upon the one on your right hand, the one whom you made strong for yourself. Then we will never turn back from you. Give us life and we will call on your name. Restore us, O Lord God of hosts. Let your face shine that we may be saved. So, Luis, what's grabbing your attention about this passage? A lot of people like me that show show up at church, and uh, sometimes we we never experience God. We never experience no miracles, no nothing. We we are we never surrender him. We just cry out to him, but we never follow his rules. Mm. And what I see here is like everybody's crying out for him, but at the same time, if he keeps like pretty much not showing up, like mm. they pray daily and they're still crying and crying, and they don't see a response from him. Yeah, so you're, are you um, pointing out verse four, O Lord God of hosts, how long will you yes. be angry with people's prayers? Yes. Have you ever experienced that? Sometimes, yes. Yeah, what's that like? And what, what, what's that like feeling like God's angry with your prayers? I've been praying for God to change our government for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel like nothing happening. It's all the same. It's everything getting worse. People getting killed, it's a lot of injustice everywhere. And every day I pray. I pray for change and I pray for restore things. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you feel that way, like you pray and pray and pray and there's no answer. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when it touches your life in such a um, you know, significant way. And, um, and when it feels like it's out of your control and then to be praying to God and not see an answer. Thank you for sharing that story too, because, um, that's a great contrast to the story you shared earlier that you, you prayed for your wife's healing and God answered your prayers and he restored your wife and restored you. And God seemed to have made his face shine and saved you, right? Yes. He said he brought you into salvation. You became, you came into a knowledge of Jesus as your savior, as your restorer, um, as your the one who healed your wife. And so you give him your life. And then maybe a similar thing. God, would you, you know, you know, uh, change our government? There's things that I want to see fixed. There's things that I, I we need to see restored. Um, there's brokenness that we're crying out about. There's injustice and we need this to be fixed. And then to not see God to come through like maybe he did for your wife 
would be really frustrating. So, yeah, I, I, I feel that too, Luis. Um, yeah, some, I mean, I guess what stood out to me about this passage is, is um, just some of your story and how, um, I, I mean, I, I wasn't, um, be, before, you know, starting this podcast recording, I wasn't thinking about the overlaps between your story and this psalm. And then after you told your story and read it, I just, just saw a lot of just overlaps with the restoration and salvation. Um, but then I was just, I was drawn to this image in verse five. You have fed them with the bread of tears and given them tears to drink in full measure. Um, just that image of uh, not eating anything and not drinking anything, but instead just mourning and crying out to God. Um, feeling like all the, you know, I imagine the psalmist here just feels like they're not eating or drinking anything. And instead they're just crying day and night. Um, and I was just kind of wondering about that, that term, you have fed them with the bread of tears. Um, if someone is crying out for God and God's not answering, is it really fair to think of God as giving them their own tears for food? You know, like, like as if God is holding out on them or, you know, withholding his, his goodness or withholding provision. And then the people are, aren't eating anything or drinking anything, just their own sorrow. That just seems, um, it seems unfair, you know? Um, I mean, honestly, if I'm going to take an honest look at this passage, it seems unfair. And I don't like to think that about God, that God would be, um, I, and I hope I'm wrong in reading this. Um, I want to, to believe that God always answers our prayers and restores. And when he doesn't, I would like to think that God, um, you know, feeds us in the meantime, not bread of tears, but actually, you know, actually provides for us in the meantime. So I don't know, that's something that, that I'd like to, to, you know, wrestle with a little bit more is um, why is God feeding them bread of tears and uh, tears to drink in full measure? So that was kind of a question I had. Luis, any other thoughts you have about this passage? Uh, one more thing that on verse 18, it says, then we will not turn away from you. Revive us and we will call you. Him. Yeah. Uh, we see that all over and all over. Uh, he transformed our lives. He transformed a lot of people. Um, and I think that's something that uh, most of us, when something happens in our lives, that's when we really believe in God. We will never let it go up. It's there. You know that He's there with you. And there's something that I experienced in my life, in my personal life. Yeah. There's some things that you never really let go of. Yes. And you say, these are moments in your life that you say, I, I covenant never to turn back from you, God. Um, and yet again, I, I mean, I, I do think there's moments like that, but also for every one of those moments, how many more moments do we say we'll never turn back from God? And then we do. 
you know, and how, how often did the Israelites sing this psalm and then turn away from God afterwards? You know, so I think, I think they need rescuing from that too. But you're right. There are moments in our lives where we go, we're okay. From this point on, I'm never going to be the same. I'm never going back. Yeah. One thing that happens to me, uh, I chose to read the Bible like three years ago. Mm-hmm. The whole Bible, maybe two or three times. Uh, one thing that I used to go to the Great Lakes MC. Mm-hmm. So in there, I decide to read the Bible, even though I don't know how to read English. So, <laughs> yes. So yeah, take this on, okay? Wow. I decide to read the Bible, and if it's from God, it's going to teach me how to read it. And it's, it's happening little by little. I'm learning how. I wow. went to the Bible a couple of times. I'm still not perfect reader. There's a lot of words that I don't know what they meant. But I'm trying every night. Been doing it for three years. Every night I read the Bible for them. Wow. Yeah, you you're starting on that journey. You're never going to turn back. I make uh, time. I discipline myself to do it every night. That's awesome, Luis. Um, yeah, that's cool. So, so that's probably expanded your understanding of God's story, and it's probably been a place that God's been meeting you consistently. Yes. Wow, that's awesome. Have you ever read the Bible in Spanish? No, no, I never had a Spanish Bible with me. Uh, this is the first time that I read my wallet sometimes, but most of the time I do it on my phone. Yeah. Yeah, it seems to be working really well. That's awesome. All right, Luis. Well, thanks for engaging with this psalm today. And everybody else, thank you for joining us. Um, tomorrow, we're going to be back with the Bible Reading Plan podcast. And we're going to read 1 Corinthians 1, verses 3 through 9. So we will see you then. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Mm